We have Northfield uh, uh, Police Chief Mark Elliott. Uh, good morning, Chief. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Th- listeners. Thank you so much for coming in today on this, uh, the day before St. Patrick's Day. Yes. A holiday. We'll yes. get to that in uh, in a couple of minutes, uh, and we'll talk about, well, we're going to talk about a few things uh, today. I want to go back to uh, take you back for about a week or so. You you uh, gave a presentation to the Northfield City Council, and uh, why don't you tell us what the presentation was about, the nature of it, and what you said? Yeah, so the, the presentation that we gave was kind of an update to the council and having the council approve a, a working agreement with Rice County for a program called Police Assisted Recovery and Diversion. And this is a program that we're just launching this year. It's part of a grant that uh, uh, law enforcement throughout the county, all of our law enforcement agencies in Rice County worked on to get a grant from the Bureau of Justice Assistance. And it's to enhance a lot of the programs that are already in place in the county in helping people deal with substance use disorder. And this one specifically uh, puts money in place over that three years to... um, help fund the ability for our officers to help navigate people directly into treatment. So when officers are having contact with folks, um, it's a way for them to divert them away from the criminal justice system and into uh, a pre-treatment bed and then directly into treatment. And we know that that has been a hurdle um, for folks. A lot of times they're, um, you know, involved with substance use. They're maybe involved in in some crimes to, you know, support that habit that they have. Or they're um, just not doing well in their relationships or other things, and we're having contact with them. And we hear sometimes that they're just like, yeah, you know what, I'm tired. I'm tired of chasing that high. I'm tired of that, but I can't get into treatment. I don't know how, and I, I just need help. And there's not a lot of resources for folks out there. There are some, but they can be difficult to navigate. And this program really streamlines some of that and allows us to put them directly in touch with those folks that can get them right into treatment. So I can walk you through a scenario. We have an officer maybe gets called to a disturbance call, you know, someone not getting along with their roommate or something, and we get out there and, you know, they say that, or it's obvious by their behavior that they're using at that time. And uh, our officers can have a conversation with them about, do you want to go to treatment? And if they do, our officers can bring them right then. And if not then, and we understand sometimes people might not be able to (laughs) go right at that minute. Um, You know, they got a dog to take care of or they have children or something. Um, But we'll put them in touch with our community-based coordinator that is an embedded social worker with our police department, and they will help them navigate that to get them quickly into that program. Um, Or an officer may have contact with someone that's uh, committing a crime. Uh, maybe someone is uh, looking at Rich's catalytic converter and wanting to steal it, which could happen, I hear. It could happen. <laughs> um, so it uh, could be someone like that. And we know nobody's getting rich off becoming a millionaire from stealing catalytic converters. Mm-hmm. A lot of those folks are doing that and then pawning them, selling them to support their drug habit. If we can provide an alternative for those folks... And divert them instead of sending them to court on that crime. Let's send them to treatment, 
get help with their addiction. And so they're not looking to fuel that addiction through crime. So we've got some different ways that we can approach that. And uh, we're really excited. Like I said, every law enforcement agency within Rice County. So we have Dundas, Lonsdale, and then Faribault and Northfield and the Rice County Sheriff's Office are all part of this program. We've trained all of our officers on how to navigate someone into this program. And we're just kicking it off here in March. We've already in Northfield had two people take us up on this and been able to get them into that program. Um, so, so far it's going well. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. I was going to ask you, when does it start? But it's not only started, but uh, people are using that system. Have you, uh, is this something that's new and unique to Rice County? Uh, or is it something you've seen in other places that have been tried? Is there, I guess, a blueprint or a template out there? Yeah, not not really. As uh, Faribault Police Chief John Sherwin talked about in our uh, training of it, we're kind of the tip of the spear on this. Um, the The grant we got is a three-year grant. It's a $1 million grant to cover the costs and expenses with treatment and training and getting people into the program. And um, we, we were one of 25 communities in the U.S. that received this grant um, to help navigate people into this so um it there are some communities that have similar programs um some are uh i would say maybe a little less robust they're kind of getting by with what they got and they've got an idea of trying to do it do it so Mm -hmm. we we did kind of have to develop this on our own um but i think it's going in the right direction and uh hopefully it will be something that we can through because it's a federal grant. We have a lot of reporting requirements, and we're mm-hmm. going to be documenting and being able to look at our results from it. And we're hoping that that shows that it's really successful. As we know, some of those other programs we have going in Rice County, our mobile opioid support team that we have, our um, peer peer recovery navigators that we have, they're working to help people battle uh, through their addiction, and then also help assist them um, in sobriety. Those are some programs that have been developed uh, and expanded to include uh, Naloxone or Narcan, uh, giving that out free to folks. And we have many places in the community where folks can get that to try to battle those opioid overdoses. And all of those different programs that we have kind of together have been adopted by the Minnesota Department of Health as a rural opioid response model. So we've got a lot of good things going here in Rice County. Um, You know, one of the slides that we showed was the trajectory of overdose um, deaths in Minnesota and how that's continued to climb year after year. And we actually saw it level off in 2019, and then 20 to 21 actually start to come down here in Rice County. And we think it's really because of all that support and the programs that we have going here and the outreach that's uh, going on with that. So this program is really expanding that. We hope to do even more with it. And I really envision this being a successful program and us being able to go to our federal and state legislators and elected representatives and say, this is a model. We need to be doing this everywhere. And this should be, instead of grant funded, it really should be funded more broadly to help get people the assistance they need. And, and that's something we can do on the on the treatment and recovery side. Let's talk about the uh, $1 million, the, the grant that you had. It's over three years. Is that enough? Uh, once you start putting people in treatment and paying for that, uh, if 
all of the people who have some drug issues, you know, take you up on that. Is that going to be enough money? Is it well funded or uh, will it um, meet the needs of tell. everyone? If it's a successful program, probably not. But there are uh, there are some ways, and and the our community based coordinators and the um, social workers in Rice County do a good job of helping people navigate. So we might have some people. Maybe they have insurance, but they have a copay, and so mm-hmm. this funding can help with that copay okay. to get them in there. Um, some folks might not have insurance, but maybe they qualify for medical assistance. It's just they haven't filled out the paperwork and applied. So they will help them navigate that system. So some of this may get. Uh, covered through mm-hmm. other venues, health insurance, and those type of things, um, which obviously stretches a dollar and lets us, um, mm-hmm. you know, help some of those folks that fall in between and don't have that coverage. Boy, it really sounds like a, a wonderful program. I mean, a kind of a, just a different way of looking at of, of trying to solve a problem, trying to help people. Uh, I like it, and hopefully that uh, that will work. Uh, once again, uh, uh, Northfield's Police Chief Mark Elliott is with us. Anything else on that diversion program? No, we'll or? keep you updated on it. As okay. uh, we get into this, uh, a couple quarters into it, we'll give you some updates and let you know how it's going. It's... Uh, March the 16th. So yesterday, I guess, was our parking. We could open up the parking. The winter parking ban is no longer in effect, just in time for another winter storm. <laughs> exactly. We just keep getting a round after round, it seems like. Uh, so what, what is going on? Are we going to have a regular winter rules return when the, uh, when the snow needs to be plowed? Yeah, not, not exactly, Jeff. Um, yeah, and thanks for bringing that up because, uh, as you know, during the winter months, uh, we have the winter parking ban, so no parking on city streets between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. So those plows can get out to clean up roads and, um, you know, try to keep the snow off the roads as best Mm -hmm. we can for our driving. Um, But that ends on March 15th. And so folks can park on the street overnight. But we want to really make sure that they still understand that we have snow emergencies. And we're probably going to have one of those tonight (laughs) um, and into tomorrow. So snow emergency still would be in effect. So can't park on the street until uh, the roads are... The, the the weather has stopped, so the snow has stopped, and the roads are clear curb to curb. So that will still be in effect. Um, but it sounds like this is just going to be a Thursday night to Friday morning mm-hmm. uh, storm and then some blowing and stuff like that. But uh, so, you know, by it sounds like by Saturday when it's cold, you should be able to park on the street. Yeah, that uh, the winter storm blowing through has been downgraded uh, each day. It gets a little better, the forecast. We're looking at an inch or two, uh, depending on... Once again, the temperatures, because uh, if it will it be rain, will it be snow? So Yeah, but, but they're saying some wind is coming yeah, with it, so it's probably going to blow it around, whatever yeah. we do get. Up to 40 miles an hour, they're saying. As police chief, can you make it stop? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I don't think we can arrest the weather. <laughs> well, tomorrow is going to be one of the coldest St. Patrick's Day on record here. I think a high temp is 17 degrees. I don't know if that's going to keep people in or out. or, But nevertheless, it is a holiday, and it's a fun holiday. The people like to have fun, and which is fine, but I'm sure you're going to warn them just to be safe. Yeah, you know, we want people to have fun. Uh, those, you know, St. Patrick's Day or other holidays we have, it's an opportunity to get together with friends and family and enjoy ourselves, and we all need that a little bit in our lives. Um, so we want people to do that, but we want people to do it responsibly. And St. Patrick's Day is one of those holidays that has a lot of drinking associated with mm-hmm. it. And we want people to just be responsible and really plan ahead. 
plan for a ride, plan for if you are going to be partaking, how you're going to get home, uh, make your plans according to that. Um, and we really, really encourage that for two reasons. And one of the big reasons is uh, your judgment before you go out tends to be better and you're planning and you're more likely to stick to a plan. And the second part is what's available. You know, we have limited ride sharing or Uber type things here in town, limited cabs or those type of things. So um, planning with someone or planning where you're going to be. So maybe you don't have to drive and you can walk or you're staying at a friend's house or, or something, make that plan beforehand. And then the second part, we're going to have extra patrols on as part of, of Minnesota's towards zero death program. Um, we're out doing increased traffic enforcement and safety and particular particularly around DWIs over St. Patrick's Day. So we're going to have extra officers out as well as state patrol and the county will have extra people out looking for impaired drivers. And uh, to make matters worse, once again, that combines with our previous subject, which, the, which is bad weather, storms and, and wind and snow. So, yeah, be safe. Be responsible. Yeah, tomorrow. that's what we want people to do. And have a good time. Yeah. But let's do it responsibly. Yeah, wear your green. Show yes. your colors. There you have it. Are you Irish, by the way? Elliot, that's got to be Irish. Well, actually, uh, more more Welsh. Welsh. From okay. Wales. But uh, I do. I have uh, a great-grandma. Great Grandma White was from uh, Ireland. From so. the old country. Yes, All right. exactly. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, enjoy your St. Patrick's Day, your St. Euro's Day, which is uh, today, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Northfield's Police Chief, police chief uh, Mark Elliott, 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN, Northfield.